Welcome to the Law of Worlds podcast. My name is Connor and I'm here with Brian. This is a collaboration project where we build a world together. Each episode focusing on a different topic of that world. Welcome to the Law of Worlds podcast. Uh, Again, we are continuing on with our events for the the various things throughout our timeline, uh, or significant elements to our timeline. And I guess in a weird way, the theme has also been very much uh, Bedley focused. Um, but, you know, potentially it, it could not necessarily be a part of that. But as the, the track record has been, it will be <laughs> about Bedley again today i think it's just very impactful um, to the world when they are going to be introduced so of course there's going to be a lot of things happening yeah and i and i i, I always thought when i when we mentioned them first arriving that they would be in a weird way culturally significant or at least the 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 beginnings to cultural significance in a lot of ways um but yes uh this time around we are going to be talking about an idea that we've we have mentioned which is a a spa uh warlock like a, a bedley who would have uh aggratiated with themselves with the spa and in in whatever method we we would decide in in a bit uh has given them access to their suja magic or empowered them or what have you um i guess do you want to start, Brian, with like what you think? So here we are, of course, going to be talking about um, what is going to be a events of um, the first, because we have roughly put in a good chunk of time. I think we put in uh, just roughly 90 years between each cycle. So 90 years from the last frost cycle, as long as we're following a, a somewhat uh, uh, even pattern. 90 year of 90 years after the fr- last frost cycle in in between which uh, or in the in which time the the bedley will have arrived um leading up to this new uh, f- um sun era will be um the spas trying to elevate their standings and seek you know sharpening their blades training their people because they know they feel the sun era taking more of a uh, the, the, the 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 sun the sun era is is grabbing Eflinko and you can feel that there's going to be more and more sun everything's heating up and they can kind of see feel this as as a rile up between the spar people so they are preparing and at this point that's when one of these spar chieftains because like we talked about in the sun era the spas are going raiding and they're they're both fighting each other internally to whoever carries the banner so the the winning party of whenever two spar uh, clans clash, will be the ones to continue carrying their banner and assimilate the remaining soldiers of the other party. So they will constantly have this, the, the mentality of the strongest will constantly be in our party. And and they will grow like that. And um, so when, when while they're doing this, one of these uh, spar chieftains is is being contacted by a betale. That's pretty much the pitch. And, and where it goes from there is... Is, is what we're going to discuss. So, yeah, I think this Bedley would arrive... Uh, I think they, they probably would have been on the planet before this the, 
uh, this this point. Yeah. Um, well, they could have they been there. Um, according to our timeline, they could have been there. Where was it? Where did it go? Where did it go? Where did it go? Yeah, two hundred and thirty. So maybe like. Yeah, so roughly uh, roughly 230 up until if it's 90, it will be 270. So they could have been there in a 40-year stretch. I don't think they would have been there necessarily the entire time, but they could have been there up to around 40 years or something like that. Yeah, I, and, and maybe maybe even they arrive in the, the first, like 10 years before the sun era. So when, when the world's warming up, they maybe have arrived and maybe, maybe they kind of knew that, I mean, they've they've been... Avishi at one point maybe they they've been aware that the the planet goes through these cycles anyway. Uh, I think they probably would have because it's it's a discussed thing amongst the gods. To, yeah, we're to, talking about a battle, not a fallen battle, so they would be aware of the gods affecting the cycles. Yeah, and and what and the so cycle would, did to the planet. So yeah, I would I would say that it's fair to say they know. And so they would probably be in a weird way they would be preparing, and so they may be like. Okay, they maybe they'll be prepping their chieftain in a weird way. They'll be like, "Okay, I'm going to give you this power. I'm going to teach you how to use it a bit. And when the next sun cycle comes around, and the chieftains are fighting amongst themselves, I'm going to make sure you win, and not even just win consistently. You're going to win, like with ease." Uh, and he's kind of almost prepping the the chieftain that he that he visits preemptively, like get your forces ready. Not only am I going to empower you, I'm going to empower your your people as well. So they're going to be strong and ready to go. Uh, and he kind of wants the plan ready so that he doesn't really have to do much when the time comes. You know, they've already got the teachings, they've already got the power. They've already got the the how to use it. All the all the chieftain needs to do is just do what he would normally do, but now have in in a weird way an unfair advantage on the rest of them. Um, I th- don't think they would step away completely, but yes, they would. They would probably spend much of their time hidden in the background, preemptively. But I guess actually, like like in the past, we've went for these events. What is the motivation for the Bedley? Like, why is he doing this? Why is this Bedley going to this chieftain? Why does he even care about this kind of competition? Like, I I, I understand they're mortal, but they already if they have enough power to give this chieftain magic, why don't they just become the chieftain themselves? You know, why don't they just why don't they just outwardly just stand in front of everyone else and use their magical powers to become the new chieftain? What what, what is the their motivation to wanting to stay so, in the shadows? This is a, this is a blatant plagiarizing, honestly, for me at least. But one of the things that I think is funny in this regard is if this um, if this Bedele would have some sort of grudge against the concept of. Um, of the Oheni. And the Oheni are, as we've talked about, because they turn into husks, so they are, I call it stone-like creatures. And since Suja is the body energy, what if um, what they're trying to do is basically target either one specific uh, Ovishi or, or um, Oheni creature 
and make them instantly mortal without their them themselves being involved in it. So we talked about the 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 Bedelay, uh, ritual and all the things that they had to sacrifice and all the energy they had to accumulate to become Bedelay to to basically and part of this ritual is them expelling themselves from uh, the the Oheni um, the Oheni, Oheni Pantheon city. Um, but but what if this this Bedelay's uh, goal was to gather so much Suja energy that they could literally just kick someone like yank someone else out it's interesting because <laughs> it'd be like it'd be like the reverse of what we've already established in our last episode of worship maybe it's almost like in a weird way they can maybe the, maybe that's part of the malevolent no benevolent thing that the emissary didn't do is she didn't just take Jabir to give to the gods she was like no you can give it willingly and this is how you can do it maybe this is like I'm going to draw tons of suja like wielders together and just take a little bit he's not trying to be nefarious and be like i'm going to kill a mass Again, kill loads of people uh, my, he's just like i need a lot of it with this with this with this plot they don't need to be successful because i do i do like the idea that the spa or that the spa field how much this is draining their suja and they eventually rise up against or or overcome the challenge of of the submission or whatever. So I do like the idea that the 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 spas will overcome it before the ritual is complete. But the plot, the ploy, can still be that this Bedelay wants to physically prove or or like prove to the Oheni that you are not immortal, you are not unreachable. I can yank you down if I want to. Yeah, they might they, fail they <laughs> because of uh, because of the sparse uprising, and and that yeah. that that might at least have in the process have made the Oheni aware that wait we're not immortal. So they they get a little bit shaken by it, and they do appreciate that they need to keep things in balance down in Afflinko and stuff like that. But I just think it would be yeah. funny that kind of kind of show them that you're not omnipotent. That that's one of the things we did. We didn't want to make anyone omnipotent, so you can be yanked down if someone gathers enough power to do so. Again, not necessarily yanking down one yeah. of the, one of the actual uh, deity gods, but yeah. yanking down maybe maybe one of the the deity gods' sibling or something like yank, trying to yank them down to a not necessarily being able to, but at least make them mortal within the Oheni um, de- uh, deity city or deity realm. So yeah. despite not being yanked out of the place, they are visibly aging now faster opposed like unlike all the others who who can live a, a very very long lifespan and then this one person who's been yanked has has basically been been cursed with the the, yeah. the, 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 the they've just been cursed with an overload of suja i don't know what you want to call mm. it but they've literally just been been cursed with a bodily life and and then they're they're just slowly deteriorating that body which they never had to deal with before and and i think that that's just a funny a funny outcome that get, makes them the Oheni realize that they are not omnipotent, and even though they did uh, this, this uh, Bedelay didn't succeed. I just think that would be a, a fun plot. Yeah, and then they turn, they turn the Bedelay's sp- spine into a spear, and then <laughs> oh yeah, the the spa. It's, of it's course, magical, yeah, yeah. yeah the, it becomes a relic for the spa. Yeah, kind of like a this this is a fucking powerful traitor weapon. Power, it's the traitor weapon. If you wield it, you become a traitor. <laughs> well yeah but maybe that's like the challenge of like 
Can you beat me without picking up this weapon? Do you like yeah. Do you like that the battle has a grudge against uh, uh, another Oheni or Ovishi? We just call it Ovishi because yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. it's not one of the yeah. main gods. No, no, no. I think yeah, maybe maybe they maybe. Uh, I mean, here's the thing: what what if a potential outcome is the successful? If the ritual is successful, it turns the Ovishi into a Bedele. Yeah. Like it, it, it pulls them down and they they plump to the earth, and it's kind of like, <laughs> it's kind of like, now you're stuck on the planet with me, haha, <laughs> or not even with me, but just you're stuck on the planet now. Good luck trying to survive. Um. But yeah, no, I I guess it's, um, it, it, either way, if they're successful or not, it I think the outcome would still be quite devastating and or unifying for the spa you know i think it could be a potential breaking of in a weird way breaking of tradition where this chieftain would come out of the the sun age as it's slowly transitioning into the frost age again and still be on top still be still have this power and still not in, in a weird way not wanting to get rid of it yeah i think that i think traditionally in the past the reason why maybe the spa have split off into back into clans again is because uh you oh know, so he, you're saying that he unites them under a single banner not, yeah that could be I mean, like, I, I, they, they could be the, the, I, I i think they could be re, like division later on yeah, yeah. But i think maybe but it, this it, would be it, maybe this could be the yeah. last time where they fight internally because now they kind of have we expect him to rule because he's carrying the traitor spear yeah <laughs> yeah i um, i mean also it, it could just be that it is the beginning of like a a cultural home where yes they maybe after it he doesn't completely maintain full control but he knows that he and his descendants will always kind of be the center of spa culture. Like yep. he makes almost like the first permanent, really stuck in stuck in the earth like settlement where instead of everyone fights amongst themselves to see who becomes the new leader, it's like everyone congregates in like a max max kind of like they all go to this one spot to form up you know get their their war war kind of started and then they move out from that one spot to wherever they want to raid it becomes more of an elective thing of like you know you go to this one settlement when a sunny era comes about and then you go raiding as a big big group so yeah it trained it changes the tradition where maybe they do go back to their original homes and still maintain like a clan-like culture but when Sun Era comes around, instead of fighting your neighbor to see who's stronger and then fighting your neighbor's neighbor, you just go straight to the settlement and then you go from there. But yes, no, I guess before we, we delve into that, do we want to name this Bedley and all this? I was just about choose? to ask you for a lot of names. <laughs> so the okay. be- uh, um, I, re- I wrote down the Bedley Warlock. I want a name for the Bedley Warlock and I want a, Bedley, uh, a name for the, the, the chieftain who, who uh, goes... Uh, uh, goes into the contract and i i want to raise the question is it the same chieftain who overcomes the burden of the ritual or is it another chieftain 
or another a captain from his 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 ranks or something. I, I for me it doesn't have to be the chieftain because you if you elevate to chieftain by beating the previous chieftain, then this the, the, whoever overcomes this could be a somewhat no somebody somewhat nobody. It could even be one of the let's call, let's call it in air quotes out outcasts from one of the conquered chieftains. Like yeah. you know, an underdog kind of story onto onto it as well. Because I think, um, yeah, I, I just think that would be a funny twist. It, it it could also just be the chieftain who made the 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 bargain who goes like, wait, this is bad, kill you. So what? Yeah, yeah, how yeah. however you want to do it. But let's start with the better lay warlock name. Uh oh god. So since we are talking about <coughs> uh, the um, the sun magic, uh, we for now have Sila uh, Silav. Yeah, yeah, and Puran, yeah, as the the two sun siblings. Yeah, I I, I went I went for Nortis, N O R, uh, apostrophe, T I S. Hmm. I I I dislike that it's a little bit close to Nornos, in the initial ah, okay. bit of it. That's the only bit of it that I that I dislike. So if you do. I don't know. I I, mean, I do like the I do like the hyphen. Would you agree to? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, we're we're, Ro- <laughs> we're messaging each other just for the context of the listener. Uh, we're just kind of typing out names. Would you agree to this? Ro- Ro-Griz. Ro-Griz. Yeah. yeah. And uh, the the chieftain. Uh, this is first and last name. Yeah. And maybe like the it. the settlement that comes from them is called Korth. I like it. The, like the settlement that they established at the end is called Korth. Yeah, so that's gonna be the Korth is gonna be the main city. Not not yes, not that it's well. necessarily bigger, but that's where you know King City. Yes. In a way, yeah, Korth for for them will be King City from here on out. So I'll put that down uh, as a as a place already. I mean, if you want to, uh, maybe this would be the first name, naming, maybe as well. That is the title given. Like, even though it was his name in life, maybe it's the title that goes to whoever takes who whoever's head of Korth is the Vral. It's like yeah. a t- it become it was yeah, his yeah. name. Then yeah. So so they they re they they repersonify the Vral by being yeah. like strong enough to conquer it. Yeah, Vral means authority. Yeah, and then Korth means strong. Uh, so he, so in a weird way, retroactively, his name becomes strong authority. Yeah, yeah. Th- those those would be kind of like the extent of how the name would become a title and or yeah, the city. Um. So yeah, just for for people, I don't know if we said it out loud. Uh, raw raw grizz is the name that we have uh, for the bedlay because in my mind as well, I was thinking about this. I imagine when they first arrived, they were almost like a kind of blank slate humanoid looking shape. And then I think as they've become accustomed to the land, maybe they take on uh, more familiar forms to whoever they, they, they ingratiate themselves with. And that, but that form solidifies. Like I think uh, Royal Grizz would, he would be a Bedelay, but he would look, not identical. I think if you knew well enough, you could tell that he wasn't a spa, but he would look close enough yeah. to a spa. Uh, same with like the emissary being more ARAS looking, but not entirely ARAS looking. Um, 
So you want, since now we gave the chieftain that name, which I do like, uh, you want the chieftain to be the one who breaks the, the, the bond as well, who overcomes the challenge, the burden. I think so. Or at least, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Good, not, good. Maybe I, no, I like person. it. It's fine. Uh, for what we chose, it, it, it fits fine. I mean, I, I, I guess maybe we can also mention, is it, is it simple for what the spa magic does to them? Like the, the suja magic does, does it just make them stronger, like physically stronger? I'm thinking like literally uh, like DC Comics Bane. They're just being pumped full of steroids or whatever is going into him. <laughs> like, I'm yeah, not yeah. talking uh, the the Bane from uh, the Dark Knight comics. I'm literally talking the Bane from the from the old school comic where he has, like, pipes going into him all kinds of places. And then the whatever is being pumped around is being pumped around, making him super strong. So yeah, similar cool. to that, they, they just, they, they get more suja. They just, you can literally almost see them hulk out and get bigger. That's why. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, one of the th- ways where Rogris will basically separate himself a little bit is just he looks constantly a little bit more hulked out. Like, like just, just even if, even when they be- the, the spas <laughs> yeah. start hulking yeah. out, he's just a little bit more hulked out. So, so he looks like them, just, just a little more hulked all the time. I think that that's an easy way to, to separate them where they go like, yeah, that, it's, it's that big fella. <laughs> the bodyguard of of our chieftain. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> the chieftain's bodyguard, who who looks just a bit bigger than the body than the chieftain actually. But that's you know the chieftain wants him to you know he doesn't want him to be the chieftain. That's fair enough. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I think as well. Maybe 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 this would also be the the start to uh, spa magic users. So like. I think I know that we've mentioned that uh, Suja is. What have we linked Suja in the 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 the, the triangle of magic? Triangle uh, of magic. Body, sun, and courage. So maybe it just it almost is like a a psychic a psych, Maybe maybe that's partly why in the past the spa have been quite good at war. It's because it's almost like a a psychological barrier. So they don't get they they, they don't they have a natural affinity to withstand more traumatic things. It's almost like a, a barrier to trauma. What if you So they wouldn't get as much you know, PTSD. You know courage is, is a is a is a it's a fine edged sword. Yes, because courage can also become—I don't, I don't know. My this is where English is arrogance. Domain. Yeah, some sort of arrogance, or is it callous? Like, yeah, yeah. You just become—you become too like you. You almost become blinded by your own inflated courage. So, if that's the side effect, so that's kind of you know becoming a a, a very arrogant, berserking kind of person because you 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 feel no or fear no ramification. You might die, but you don't fear any ramifications because of your courage. In um, like, I'm always tempted to to say uh, Star Trek Klingons, where they go like, just it's a good day to die, and they literally just charge into battle uh, because yeah, that's it's just... like quelling fear. It's like exactly. the courage outweighs their fear. So so his way of doing it, it's it's somewhat he is infusing them with the toxicity of the suja. The, the the negative aspect of having too much of it, like the becoming a bit too berserker, becoming a bit too callous, becoming a little bit of the negative aspects of suja, which of course gives them more suja because it, it, you're you're removing the the limitations to have it controllable, 
but he's also expanding their pool capacity so he has more to drain and i think it would also be the later understanding of maybe almost like a shamanistic bard like a group uh, you would have a shaman who would stand maybe not necessarily it doesn't have to be that like close to them but they would join a raiding party as almost like a a, a beacon of like courage of like just pure like it just buffs everyone to just not feel any you know hesitation or or fear in their actions and kind of gives them this kind of aura of you know freedom to to just do what they need to do yeah um and i i think also because it is sun magic maybe it's kind of almost like in in a maybe maybe that they in in certain kind of outbursts of like their emotions uh i guess in this uncontrollable state during this kind of first instance of it it's more like maybe they have uh, infused just so much suja that their bodies just are like boiling like like and, and and if they if they channel it it's almost like they could just have like explosions of flame all around themselves like they would go up to their enemy's weapons and just like grab hold of them because they don't care that their hands are going to get cut and they just melt the sword in their hands and just chuck it to the side and continuing to attack kind of thing or you know they get swarmed and like kind of like a war cry or a last ditch effort they kind of go they, 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 in their mind they're going for that that one last battle cry before they fall and what they inadvertently do is just release a surge of their suture and it just makes it a massive explosion around themselves kind of thing yeah um kind of yeah just like the suture just it's like you said it's like they're being jacked up with suture to the point where it i like that this would inadvertently it just leaks also, out of them i like that this would inadvertently also make them pretty much have have a, a similar battle attire to conan the barbarian like literally just walking around the loincloth because they're boiling us. Like they're literally just warm, so they would walk around real barbarian moding it. Like not a lot of armor on them because their body is is hulking bigger, kind of expanding beyond their normal armor that they would expect to be able to fit in, and they they just feel very warm, so they don't really mind it being off. They don't fear fear any damages that might come to them and literally you'll just see some of them take an arrow to the chest and just stand there like not even moving just go like what happened like come on now i mean i i think i think also not only would it would i think it, it in every way i think this overburst of suja is just it, it it just amps their body up like they have less pain reception they they they're probably even more durable like their skin and their muscles become literally stronger to the point where they could maybe even take an arrow and it wouldn't even go that deep into their body anyway you know they feel very little fear they don't have any there's very little restraint uh you know kind of like a like a feral berserker state yeah they're just and not only are they stronger and you know <laughs> and more durable but they are emanating this massive amounts of heat uh, which can sometimes outburst in in ways of fire and suja magic, essentially. Um, yeah. yeah, they'd just be this unwavering, stop, unstoppable force. You know, 
you'd have to like you'd have to kill every single one of them just to stop them from from succeeding kind of thing yeah yeah so uh, so unlike the other ones where the when the banner carrier has been conquered they will they will fold and and join the ranks and and the new ones who are being picked up are basically just being admitted to the or ad, ad, admitted to this curse as well going like yeah this is why we're so strong now you're part of our clan take part of our strength so they're being given like handed down this curse it, it could be a remedy it can be a an oath that they swear which binds their suja i don't really mind it's just something that that they it, it's something that they that happens to them or they that they they, they do uh, for for this curse of uh, of of uh, the curse suja uh, to affect them i think i think if they do go around and conquer a new tribe i still think it needs to come from the bedlay i think that's yeah, yeah. part of yeah, his, yeah but the bedlay is, is traveling with them i believe because he wants to amass yes. the army and not be very far from it because he gets stronger from every single thing that they amass uh, onto them yes and then and then i guess maybe I think this would be the the first time where the a raid becomes so successful that they would genuinely start the like a a, a full on war with the the Aras. Like this would be, maybe, this would be one of the first instances where, uh, the emissary kind of has to step in to help. I think maybe the emissary has been with the ARAS at this point for a little bit and has to step in and be like, I'm going to also give you a bit of my power just to to try and level the playing field kind of thing. Um, or or, or, or does it, is this too, you know, too much of a tie-in already? No, I think it's I think it's funny that, that, that they're going to be cocky because I we can say that the critical mass, the critical mass for him having to contact of a lot of Sucha actually is a... Like in air quotes, a blood ritual of the battlefield where they're going against uh, the the eras. Um, I think I think that's also it. It could be an element where he starts to lose control. It's like, oh wait, this is running away from me now. This is getting more than I thought it would be. I I just wanted to get again a lot of power to to yank one of my my predecessors down with me. Oh my god! I've now actually created a monster, and <laughs> it's going out of control, and it's maybe going to start to change the balance of this planet. And you know, even if I do succeed, I'm definitely going to be killed by something. I'm, you know, one of the I, I, maybe. I, it, 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 we could do that. I just thought it would be like a little bit more simple. Like, like he um, he finds out that he has amassed all the spar party that he could, and he has now seen that they, of course, they're raiding. That's part of what they do. But whenever they are raiding, raiding the spa have it in them that while they are fighting, this blood rage is amping up a little bit further. And to just push him the next step, he just wants one of those fight a little bit bigger. So he kind of sways the he kind of sways uh, Ral Korth to to go against as the settlement that is the the very limit of wherever the spa has ever raided up to. So. The spa has raided in in some land where a few you know nomads and and traders and a few ex- a few daring settlers and stuff have gone like yeah I can I can go there and I can have a farm and I just have to be wary of before the sun season comes around and maybe they didn't make out make it out in time so smaller villages of people who took the risk knowing that 
we are now close to Spa territory. Um, but then there's that the, this one fortification or something where the Spas have never raided that fortification or beyond because they know that similar to um, again I'm draw, drawing a little bit of medieval references um, with the Saxons and the and the Romans with the uh, is it called Hadrian Wall through uh, yeah yeah through yeah. through UK so so something similar to that where they go like we know we can raid up till here and after that it's just madness so we don't go there but then uh, Rogris goes like guys. You can do this. Change this, and then once that fight, because it's going to be it's going to be a big fight, and all of this blood rage basically inside all the spas is fueling them to just ooze so much suja. And as some of them, because he doesn't care if the the, the spas win or lose. Honestly, he doesn't. He really doesn't care. So once the fight starts going, and he sees that the spars are actually winning, but there is now a lot of death on the battlefield already a lot of a lot of um um the eras have been slain but the blood ritual of the newly slain uh, eras is what he, is the last bit that he needed to fuel his ritual so he begins his ritual immediately draining a lot of suja from all the corpses and, and, and all their the death on the battlefield and all the the spas so the spas are instantly weakened and that's kind of the moment where they kind of realize, wait, there's something wrong with this. And then they see this one guy who was supposed to give them help, who's now weakening them. And that's when the when the when the flip kind of comes around. And when when whatever they do and all that stuff, they overcome it. Um, and and they kind of go like, okay, we we're never gonna raid this far north again, <laughs> because the only reason why I mean maybe, was, maybe well maybe they will yeah. But basically, that's the end of the war yeah. because the the eras were borderline losing. Like we're talking. Helms deep, they're pushed into that castle, and all of a sudden, all the ores go like, "Oh, wither, wither, oh, hurts." <laughs> so they don't, yeah, they, yeah. they don't need the Rohirrims. All the, all the, all the, the orcs are basically just falling apart. So this situation here is basically just someone is extracting all the suja. He's he's ripping it from them. A lot of them literally just fall, exhausted, fatigued, and withering slowly. But again, uh, Ralkoth is the one who rises above it and and like breaks the bond and overcomes it and and, and slays the um, slays uh, Rogris. And, and I mean it, it, that is a, the question is is Rogris is he successful? Like once he does this does he actually manage to get his his ritual off? Does he does he succeed? Does he pull one of his his peers down with him? Or, I both want him to him. F- to succeed, and I do want him to fail. So I would I would want him I mean, to his succeed. Failure could be his death. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I would want him to succeed to like underline very much to the to the Oheni. You're not unreachable, but I also want him to not necessarily have the full control to complete the ritual. So maybe he starts the ritual, and the ritual grabs power, and that's kind of the the start to his downfall. That yes, he succeeds in wrapping ripping down one person. Or, or this one individual that he wanted to rip down, but then because of the, the 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 vast power of the ritual, he loses control, and losing control is what allows Ral Koth to find to to take his life eventually, and and if that losing power yeah. does something negatively to the Oheni or something other somewhere else, I don't really know and I don't really care. It's just he loses control in the ritual. I mean. Yeah, I think it it could be the first time that a bedlay is created without the volunteering kind of notion of the you know because obviously most of the bedlay, both fallen and normal, they all 
voluntarily cho chose to do this. They chose this path. And maybe this is the first Bedley who doesn't get a choice and that is forced into it. Um, and is, you know, ripped from their position, position as an Avishi and becomes immortal. Uh, and it could, we, we could maybe do something about the 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 this one chilted bedlay because he wouldn't want this life it, this this isn't what he chose you know and maybe he would do something significant as well when he comes when he comes down but yes I think in that moment it's kind of almost like he tunnel visions like he the ritual is so he, he takes so much of his focus and I think you know. He is a powerful being naturally anyway, so I think he would have to use a bit of his power anyway. Even though he's gaining a lot from the battlefield, I think he maybe even still has to use some of his own. Yeah, what what I listed when I just quickly listed up to have, make sure I have written down comments of it was he had to he had to fuel in part of his own suja, which yeah, yeah. caused him to be weakened, which caused him to lose control. Which uh, this is the second bit that we just talked about. Him yeah. lending in his own subject caused him to be weakened, inadvertently making him lose control of the ritual and allowing him to be so weak that that uh, Ralkoth had a, a shot at him. Yeah, and then I imagine he would have been essentially assassinated. Yeah, in that moment, it's kind of. I, I think. I think potentially there could be an element where, obviously, Ralkoth was being drained at the very moment, but maybe he was given a bit more reserves than most of his men. And so he, you know, even after being drained heavily, he technically had enough to stand up and, you know, plunge his spear or his sword into the, into, into Rokris's back. Yeah. To do the killing blow. Yeah. And, and then, yeah. Uh, I, I mentioned this briefly that, yeah, he, his body would become, a series of relics. Yeah. You know, maybe, 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 <laughs> oh, this is, this is, maybe his skull becomes like the crown of, of the, uh, like, I think m maybe throughout history, the pieces of it go to different people. Maybe, maybe, maybe that's the reward, you know, maybe, maybe, Ra, Chris, uh, uh, Wait, what is it? Is it Ralkris? No, it's Ralkorth. Yeah, Ralkorth. Yeah, he gets like the spine. Yeah. And that he kind of places it together so it almost becomes like a spear like shape. Maybe another person gets a different part of him. And that's kind of like how uh, long lasting bloodlines are maintained. Like maybe this is also the first time that various tribal bloodlines are maintained like before it was just whoever was the strongest yeah now maybe it's yes it's still whoever's the strongest but it's also who whoever is strongest also is awarded this relic one of these relics you know yeah each tribal each major tribe has a piece of uh, raw chris yeah, and the, the the kind of the the most chief of all of these items is his spinal spear, which is uh, Vral Mordam. Yeah, I like it. 
I like it. I like it. And maybe you know, maybe his skull turned into a crown would be the Grizz. <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't know. I I I only listed now that the spear is going to turn like the, his spine is turning into the spear, and then I listed other parts are going to be relics. Doesn't really yeah, yeah. I haven't listed it yet. Yeah, <laughs> we'll figure it out eventually. So should there be another um um like say wider spread side effect to this ritual? Uh, well, because like his like thing. would would you would you be would it be interesting if the if all Oheni up until this point were actually immortal, uh, but now they have now they are actually not immortal anymore. They do still have a quite long lifespan, but this is actually the, the turning point where they become not immortal, and that's when they kind of start passing down portfolio and all this stuff. Yada yada yada. I don't think because it would. I think it would have to be an ungodly amount of energy to to affect all of them. No, I'm just saying. Yeah. More, I'm saying more like he is introducing the 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 mortal flesh to a species who has been husk-like. So so that's the only thing. He doesn't have to turn all of them 100%. He just has to introduce a 1% flaw. So it's not like like our body is decaying within months or weeks or whatever in our life. Yeah. It's just a very, very small marginal flaw that means that we are not 100% uh, like able to replicate the successful function of our body. It slowly deteriorates over time. That is mortal life for us. Whereas if he just introduces that slight glitch, that means that you're not 100% restoring every single cycle or day or whatever you want to count as. If you're not completely restoring back to the same state, you will have a slight deficit every time and you will slowly deteriorate. So since we introduced all these gods and everything, uh, if you go back to our our, uh, amazing timeline, we didn't even start with an arbitrary when this happened year because we didn't we didn't really agree to how long from the the um, the Oheni arrived in this area until the death of Galning. We just said that the death of Galning is just an arbitrary zero for us. So we don't even know how many years maybe it's a thousand years before the death of Galning that they've all lived on the same planet. Don't really know. Haven't really plotted out what happened to the to the civilization or anything. But now we're just only like two hundred and fifty years or something, two hundred and seventy years of what we talked about just now, down yeah. to this event. So if they lived on the planet for like a thousand years and no no the, the deities have been like smaller influence deities because they haven't really done much. They've it's yeah, you are the deity, but the difference in being deity and not deity is not a huge different. And all of a sudden they go like, Hey, it's there, there's some growth in the concept of, of being the deity. And all of a sudden, someone introduces, well, now we're immortal. So we'll never, we not live forever. We'll still live quite long lifespans because it's a, maybe it's a 0.0001% flaw. So we'll live 10,000 years or something like that. But still, it's a flaw that's been introduced where up until this point, since the spark, they were actually immortal. And now they are no longer. Yeah. I, you know what? I think, yeah. I, it would be, I think maybe, hmm. Again, it's, it's, he doesn't have to make them, like, uh, mortally vulnerable right now. It's just... Yeah, yeah. It's, it's you know, it's the, it's the slight tip of the scale. Okay. I, I, I'm wondering whether it could be... I don't know if it's a too big of a ramification or if it's just a, a funnily enough ramification because it introduces... Because uh, we could also make this contagious so that if a, a spark hunter comes here and they are unaware or whatever, 
they will also slowly be affected by it. So this could be the beginning of the end of the Oheni, or the beginning of the, the end of the divinity of the Oheni, where the Oheni, again, they are not, they're not omnipotent, and all of a sudden they are like, they're still very, very strong and very, very powerful and, and have a huge capacity for, for the different magic sources. But they now have a finite lifespan. Yeah, where yeah. up until this point, I, I, again, we haven't delved much into the yeah, past yeah. before. We just plotted the events, not necessarily the time scale. But they could have been invincible up or immortal up until this point. I think I like the, the idea of the consequence. I don't think this is the right time to add this consequence. I think it could lay the foundation for that to be added later then. So yes, I, I think fighting. I think fighting Boitra when he finds the binding is he unbinds essential essence that would keep them together permanently forever, and kind of slightly dislodges the distance. If you think of it like atoms, yeah, he makes the the space between atoms just a slightly bit bigger, so that now there's a bit of space for it for some of it to leak out just slowly, and that's when they become mortal. Something to do with the binding, I think. Something more... A a result of something more significant from someone more significant. I don't. I think for now, the result of this event that we've talked talking about is just forcing one of the AVC to become a Berdley. And yeah. yes, I do like the idea, but not. I don't want this to be the cause of it. I'll write it down as a. Um... Definitely, we will use it as like. I think the binding in some way will do this yeah. and make them mortal, but I don't think this will make them mortal. But I do like that idea. I, I, you know, yeah, there does need to be a reason why, why we, we, why they would desire to split themselves. Yeah. You know, why, why would they do that? So yeah, this could be a way of like. Now I just wrote it know. down that there, as a, as a, as a thing, so we will remember Oheni losing their immortality as a thing. Then we can always pitch on it later. But yeah, it's um, I think I think that would be a, a funny, a funny opportunity at least for for. Again, I I just. I don't know. I, I've 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 played too much uh, uh, tabletop the, uh, RPGs to to get to a point where I'm like, I just don't want any um anything to be omnipotent. Like, I know I know no. being the DM, I will always be because without <laughs> me, the world is like at a standstill. But yes. every single time, I'm like, I I don't want anything to be unchangeable. Even if no yeah. matter how much I like the the kingdom that I created and all the small intricate stories and yada yada yada, if if someone goes like. Yeah, but what if what if I want to cast a wish and then this kingdom never existed? Okay, great. We'll yeah. just remove it because <laughs> that's what you did. It's huge. It draws ridiculous amount of powers and yada yada yada. But yeah, if if that's how you want to use your spell and that spell exists, sure, that's the thing now. And then all the stories that I wrote, yeah, I I made them and I enjoyed making them, but they are no longer part of that as uh, a, a game setting anymore. So it's because of that I'm like I I don't want anything to be omnipotent because if there's anything omnipotent, would that mean that it has infinite wishes? And would such a being go like, don't remove my kingdom and go like, yeah, I hear your wish spell, but I raise you a divine wish and screw you. So yeah, yeah, is yeah. is that just a way for me to regulate? No, you can't wish that. Why? Because I mean, the I think, God I think so. Like, I I, I, I don't... think the the last event that we we've, we've mentioned is. I don't know if we mentioned we well we haven't mentioned it on on the podcast, but I think we we we, we talked about that our last event for the seventh one will be the first time an Avishi comes down. Yep. I think potentially that could be the the beginnings of of Boitra experimenting with the binding. Yep, like he he 
does something, he does something to one of his own Avishi and it just sends him off this weird course and they just crash on the planet and he's like, oh, well, I don't, that, okay, we, we, we learned something today. <laughs> we all learned something from together. this. <laughs> yeah, well, he, he, he doesn't want to take responsibility for it because he doesn't want anyone to know that he's messing with this power yet. But, but yeah, I, I like the found out. I like the overarching plots of um, Bedele arrive, Bedele cause chaos, Bedele tampers with energy they don't understand. Boitra starts tampering with higher level energy he doesn't understand. Uh, eventually, those two <laughs> tamperings will lead to Oheni no longer being immortal. Eventually, can lead down to this is me just spitballing, but eventually, further down the track, can lead to them having to become more desperate, having to send out maybe maybe they have to send out people to become uh, spark hunters to try and resalvage what has been damaged from them. Eventually, actually, co- co- coincidentally, spreading this curse and this this flaw of the Oheni to other people that they encounter who will, again, because they're not stationary, spread it further. So eventually all Oheni will no longer be immortal because of their I own undoing. Whatever the whatever Boitra does, I think it will be... It will be only for this reality. Like, if an Oheni... Maybe this this would be a, where, a reason why Oheni leave this reality because they're like, I don't want to be mortal. It's kind of like it's like a, a field oh, so they, that only so only works while they are here. So their yes. immortality will not work if they go to the undying lands of anywhere else. Yes, <laughs> nice. And so anyone that comes into it becomes mortal. Yeah, only for the time that they're there. Uh, um, well, no, actually, you know, actually, I think as soon as you come in here, you don't. It's not. A, it's not an affliction. You just get your body like pushed apart in every direction. Mm-hmm. And then you you can't you you'd have to get a spark to reform yourself to get together again kind of thing, so yeah yeah maybe maybe some of the, our current deity pantheon again it's it's maybe it's, the, it's, some of their siblings the split split versions they will become spark hunters again so it's like, it's, it's, go it's events the on the cosmic scale and I don't really mind where that will go somewhere down the line I'm again I'm I'm very much grounded in in the in the Aflinko and in Aflinko I'm like. Sure, Aflinko is a is a is an, a normal uh, evolutionary civilization that gets affected by someone who's carrying magic, who will teach them about magic. They start dabbling in magic, and eventually, those god entities are like, let's just say, gone at some point. And for whatever reason, they could be gone. And maybe the the the, the deities, the shrines, and the priesthoods and stuff will be the the leading factors of magic. Maybe eventually, some kind of. Uh, of, of Thanos will come in and go like, I am the last Oheni. I wasn't affected by your stupid curse. And so that's why I'm, I like the fact that it's a curse that affects the people who are there and they will have to spread it. And if, if someone who comes visit don't go in, in touch or, uh, in, in, or comes in contact with any of the, like say, the, the, the city of where the Oheni lives in this, this existence, if they didn't co- come into contact with that, they could actually just be an Oheni. They, they, are, they are super strong and they are not cursed by this and someone like way into the future will have to find the old ritual that killed the Oheni to kill this mad titan I don't know just I think there there are a lot of options I mean, and I yeah, think yeah. It's, it's very interesting yeah. it's it's very I mean, far into the future but the fact oh, that the, the, yeah. the, the deity that we introduced are not finite or infinite I, I like it I think I think I think here's the thing it'd be like a field it's like it'd be like an energy field like once you enter the energy field then you get slightly separated you become mortal um but and if you leave that field you're still 
you still split apart a bit. I just so like still... I just like the ability but, to, for another uh, yeah. Oheni sometime into the future after this has been catastrophical for the Oheni yeah. living here. Some random spa spa hunter will come by this place and go like, "What the hell happened here?" And because there's nothing left alive to spread the curse to him or this person, they won't be affected by it, and they'll literally just go no. like, oh, "No, no, I, I, I don't. I really don't want it to be a curse. I want it to be like a, a, a an area of effect, like." Once you enter this area, okay. you, you know, I, I think I think the if one of the Henny who is technically mortal leaves, they couldn't spread it to other people. I think I think it, it would be you have to come to this place, like the physical area is is the 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 space that the star and the the stars and the sun and the moon inhabit. That has the, the reality of that space has been tampered with. I think other realities are, are fine, and I think you don't, you can't. The, the Henny wouldn't leave and then meet a potential another Henny and then spread it on to them. I think it's it's very much a, as much as it's a, a universe, it's a it's a geo geo kind of specific yeah, yeah. thing. It's, it's but it's I, I think I think place. that. It should be possible for Oheni somewhere into into the future, far into the future. Maybe some will arrive here and go like, go crazy at the population. Go like, what did you do? You made me mortal. I hate you all. I'm gonna kill you all and just be a a, a, a <laughs> yeah. tyrant. And someone will yes. come here and go like, wow, you really fucked this place up. Good thing I have this this uh, this uh, this jumping force field on me because who travels somewhere into a random galaxy or existence without protection? Duh. So eventually there might be because I just yeah, like yeah. the opportunity of getting a raw. Oheni arriving here again, who's not who's not damp like affected by all of their history, and he just arrives here and goes like, "What the hell is this?" Like I, I, yeah. I just like, and again, we're talking way into the future. I just, I just like the opportunity somewhere that super far down the line that that could be a possibility. Yeah, but anyway, that that is episode uh, twenty two, I think. Yes, um, uh, I'll leave it there. Uh, goodbye, everyone. Bye bye. Thank you for listening to the Law of Worlds podcast. You can contact us at lawofworlds at gmail.com, Twitter at Law of Worlds, Reddit community, Law of Worlds, and a link to our Discord on both Twitter and Reddit. My name is Connor. My name is Brian. Thank you for listening. We hope you tune in next time. Goodbye. Goodbye.